Okay, let's see. Uh, good evening. Welcome to the water and wastewater meeting, uh, commission meeting. Um, I will now call the meeting to order. Uh, let's see. FATB is conducting audio and video uh, for the public broadcast. There is nobody in the audience, so we don't need anybody to be recording the meeting. Um, at this time, I'd like you to put all your phones in silent mode. Um, and we'll conduct a roll call. Let's see. George Center, not here. Mark Pimarini is not going to be here. I'm Richard Healy. I'm the chairman. I'm here. Steve is not. Steve Bother is not here. Kobe O'Brien is not here. Nichols Erickson is here. And Michael McLaughlin is here. And let's see. Of the presence are John DeLine and Mark McNamara. Did I miss anybody? Did I miss you? Did I miss you? No. I was the first one. Good. Okay. Um, seeing no public hearing, um, I will call the meeting to order. We had the minutes sent out to everybody. Has everybody had a chance to see them? Uh, so I'll accept a motion to approve. Make that motion. Second. Aye. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. The minutes are approved. Okay, John, looks like you're up. John DeLine for Water Division. Sure. Um, the city auditor, I think maybe Nick could mention, but he asked us to hold off on uh, presenting the budget until we finalize everything with city council with the rates and so forth. So our plan is to send, once that's done in the next week, or was it two weeks? I think you said first week of May, two weeks. Once that's officially done, we'll uh, put together, you know, the budget, the final numbers, and uh, we'll forward to the commission a couple weeks before the May meeting so you have those to review. So um, so that's the schedule for that. And then um, will we have to vote on it for them or the June meeting would be fine, Nick, to give them time? Um, it sounded like the May meeting, they'd be looking for a vote. Okay. Yeah. We'll make sure we get it a couple weeks before, um, send out the budget. So That'd be helpful. Thank you. All right. Calvin just didn't want to risk anything until it was everything is done in the, the correct sequence so um, I handed out a five-year capital plan for the water division um, it's up to date and these were projects were all figured into the the rate study and you know being to pay able to pay for these things so um, a couple of them aren't budgeted items like the build Fitchburg Boulder Drive and the first one at the top um, those are ARPA funds um, and down the bottom in that same 2024, the lead service line replacement program is a grant, as well as the hydraulic model um, grant as well. So those are from DEP, um, both of those. So, but otherwise, the rest of the projects listed there, um, you know, will be funded through uh, water division enterprise funds. So, um, all pretty important projects: um, the meeting house, gatehouse rehab, mayor metal pump station, um, as well as those roof replacements. Those three together. Um, will be done as one project. So, and we have the replacement of the roof as well. It's a re at the regional plant. So, um, following here, and this is probably fairly important. Um, we're probably going to have to do a fairly large rehabilitation project up to the regional plant. We have uh, four clarifiers and eight filters, 
and doing some work, um, we knew that the filters were starting to show their age. So one of them actually had to be taken offline because it doesn't have enough media and we're actually losing, losing media out of it. So and another one um, is not in the greatest shape. It's still op operating adequately. Um, the other six are fine, so but two of them need to be um, completely rehab, but eventually we're going to have to do them all. So that's part of that $6 million project, and each of those are about a half million dollars. Um, so we have a placeholder in for those, that project, plus some other work that needs to be done at the plant to upgrade valves, um, some piping, um, some pumps, and things like that. So we'd like to get that all done um, just so we can uh, make sure that, you know, we continue to have a reliable facility. So basically that thing's been running for 20-something years, and the longest it's ever shut down for was 16 hours. So, you know, things wear out. We replace as much as possible, but... Um, sometimes those the larger components start to uh, show their age and need to be completely rehabbed. So um, don't need a new treatment plant, but we need to take care of what's there and make sure it, you know all the parts of it are good. So um, and hopefully in 2025 we'll start with a water main replacement project, um, and that's been budgeted for the sub subsequent years. Um, we haven't really been able to do anything um, the last couple of years with. Uh, you know, the other projects we've been doing, so I've been using the money for that, but we did budget to not only complete those projects, but also do the water main projects too, because we really need to replace, you know, some, start doing an annual replacement program. We just, we can't not do that. There's, you know, much of the water in the city of Fitchburg is pretty good, but we do have areas where the water is a bit yellow or discolored at times when there's, you know, some high flows um, or first thing in the morning when the water hasn't, you know, changed over during the course of the night. Um, you may get some yellow water from iron that's, you know, in contact with the cast iron main. So um, we really need to start working on those areas. And usually those areas are also ones that, you know, because the air, the mains are tuberculated, there's also some issues with fire protection. So so in 2025, um, you know, that, that year we'll be, get back in, hopefully be able to do that with the budget we have annually from there on out. So, and uh, deal with some of these areas as well as just improve fire protection. Um, the same time so um, the other one a larger project coming up is basically EPA driven um, upgrade of the backwash it's been a topic before at the meeting but um, the new regulations are going to be coming into you know coming to actually be in place so we're going to have to uh, figure out how we uh, treat those residuals to meet the uh, discharge requirements that uh, EPA sets for it so um, we have that project in 2026. We anticipate that if we don't get it done by that time um, or plan for that time, there would be fines involved and things like that. So I want to make sure that we don't get into that type of situation. So um, there's also another project in there, just some work at the fluid treatment plant. There's not a lot that needs to be done, but there's some, uh, some things we need to do to make sure that maintenance is uh, kept up in addition to the, the regular stuff, some of the larger things that need to be done. So we also budgeted for some dam projects coming up too. So um, dam removals that we hope to uh, um, be able to, to get in place or remove actually, I should say, um, or rehab. So it's something we haven't, again, haven't had a chance and part of the reason the rate increases is to, to do that because we just can't keep kicking that can down the road. Um, the dams are 100, 120 years old and they just need a lot of work, and it's not, I mean, we keep them mowed, we fill in sinkholes and things like that, but inside there's drainage, there's piping that, that's aged and separated or blocked, and, 
It just it needs to be they need to be addressed. I mean, we can't do them all at once, but we need to start doing some of them. Um, a couple of them have fallen into uh, poor condition just because you know they're just to the point where they need a complete rehab that we can't just do with our our in-house staff. It needs a a total project. So so that's some of those items that are be coming up there. So um, again, we don't want to kick the can any more than we have already. We really need to to budget for that stuff. So. Um, we do budget half a million dollars, which is the third one up from the bottom for water system miscellaneous improvements in engineering. And that's usually to do smaller streets. You know, if we have a two inch line or a four inch main on a dead end street that needs to be replaced, we have a uh, annual contract um, for an on-call um, excavation company to do that type of work. So we actually did some over on Depot Street under that project. So we like to have that, you know, um, do that work too, rather than just the, the whole, the large projects where there's a thousands and thousands of feet, there's like three or 400 feet that needs to be replaced. We like to be able to do that if we can't do it in-house. And it also provides the funding for the engineering for the projects up above, you know, that we can actually have the budget for doing the engineering so we can get everything designed and out to bid um, before, you know, we get into actually the, the project itself, so, and the construction, so. So that pretty much covers, you know, the next five years for what we have to do, so. Um, the only really unknown, and we're hoping it's not too much of an unknown, is the PFAS um, issues. We do have some in our reservoirs, a couple, you know, two to four parts per trillion, um, and EPA is um, setting some new standards. Um, we anticipate we're going to be close to that limit, so um, so it's something we need to, to, to keep an eye on and see what we do with that. So, And that may change the makeup of the project in 2025. With a regional plan, how we you know repair some of those filters that we have to address something there with, you know maybe some additional layers in the filters to uh, to remove PFAS, but we'll see. So, unfortunately, it's in the environment everywhere. So, I mean, it's it's more pervasive than I think than even the state or federal government realize because um, testing even I, I've mentioned before even pristine streams and water bodies out in Western Mass, um, Deerfield River, you know. Some places it's not around industrialized area, they have it's in those water bodies too. So, um, unfortunately, but so that's that. Like I said, that's really the only unknown that we know of the next five years, unless something <laughs> else the EPA or D peoples um, of their hat. But um, that pretty much covers everything. So, it's a lot of work, there's a lot that's going to be going on, and uh, um. I'm happy that we were able to, you know, get this stuff done. So I don't know if you have anything to add to it, Nick, or? Um, only thing I have to add is that our on-call construction contract expires this month, and we've got our civil engineer working on updated contract docs to be bid out by purchasing. So that should be in their hands at some point in the next few weeks. Yeah, and that's, a, like I said, a handy contract. It allows us to, you know, rather than we find something like Depot Street was a good example. We had a break there. Um, last fall under the railroad um, bridge crossing and we decided it's like well that's the second one in that area it's like we replaced a few hundred feet of uh, 12 inch main just so that we wouldn't impact any rail traffic through Fitchburg so we didn't want you know any type of claim against the city or you know or to, to disrupt it at all so um, we were able to do that through that contract and with money that I had you know like that 500,000 you know that was 150 200,000 to do that work altogether but and, you know, mitigated the risk to the city, you know, having more damage there, so. Um, 
Yep, so that I think that's pretty much it. So yep. any questions on the capital plan at all or and questions? Just one other comment too, and, and you know, this this is our anticipated spending. We look at grant opportunities whenever we can too. Um, so if if we come across a grant opportunity that lets us, you know, take care of either a piece or, or a whole one of these projects, we definitely go after it. So um, one of the things that's not on here is Scott Reservoir Dam. That needs a whole lot of work. Um, we recently submitted a grant application to um, the dam and seawall repair and replacement program. Um, so we'll wait to hear back on that. But that's, that's definitely a, a, an avenue that we, we look at when we try to come up with funds outside of the, the regular budget. Yeah, the drinking water loan program, the mm -hmm. SRF program. Um, we did apply for Meeting House, Gatehouse, Mare Meadow as a combination project, but didn't make the cut on that, which I was disappointed. Um, we were pretty close. We were only like out of, you know, there was a few hundred projects, but there was probably like 50 that were funded, and we were like 54, 55. We were hoping we got pushed up. So um, still may, may happen later on. We'll see. You know, in case some of those projects fall out, they may have to make an adjustment. Somebody doesn't. But... I know Springfield Water had like a $230 million project that took a lot of the funds. You know, we were only looking for, you know, four or $5 million, but that really took a lot of the funds. I'm sure it was critical to them, but I was a little disappointed that we uh, didn't get on it because it does involve some loan forgiveness um, at the end of the um, loan. So, um, but we'll try in every place we can, like Nick said, to get grants or get that funding where it's low interest and also has loan forgiveness because of uh, Fitchburg's financial um, situation, so demographics. Um, I think that's it. Were there any other questions? Mike, go ahead. Can we apply for these every year? Whenever something's available, we apply <clears throat> for it, yeah. yeah. Okay. T typically with those grant programs, it is annual. They'll release an RFR and then you submit your application and then you get notified if you get funding. Same with SRF, they've got a program where you apply, there's a, an evaluation process where they kind of grade and rank the projects, and they'll fund however much they can with the budget they have, just starting with the number one all the way to wherever their funding runs out. So like John said, we were 54 or whatever, so sometimes one of the projects that was funded will come off the list for whatever reason, so they'll add another project that's the next in line. So if we are four or five away from the cut, there's a, a good chance we, we might get some funding out of it this right. this go around so we apply it, for those every year yeah yeah <clears throat> whenever and dep is actually they're the ones that manage all this money pretty much they're very good at notifying us and we also have mass waterworks so it isn't like we have to really worry about keeping an eye out for it because we'll get notifications as soon as those things become available and then we apply whatever we can you know if it's applicable to us so okay. yeah we'll we'll try to get and do try to get anything we can, so. In, in Massachusetts, that's where a lot of the building infrastructure law, um, the infrastructure bill that, that got passed recently, that's where that money's funneled into in Massachusetts and distributed through. So you've got the wa drinking water and, and clean water SRF, you've got the dam and seawall repair program, MVP grant program, and a few others. Um, so there's really no opportunity for us to get that federal money unless we apply for these, these programs. That's great. Um, Bickford and Mare Meadow pump station roof replacements. How big are those buildings? Um, Square footage per building? Probably like 25 by 30, something like that. Yeah, they're not big buildings, but. Um, can we break it down? I, I'm just, you know, again, 
private sector guy going, I replaced my roof, buildings. Yeah. My house this, might be around that size, and it was 20 grand. Yeah, no, there's a little but bit if more. If it's 40 grand now, I'm just saying 250s. Yeah, these are flat roofs, and there's a bit more because there's some concrete work that needs to be done. There's some parapets around the outside and, and so forth, so there's a, quite a lot to, to remove it. Plus, we have some hazardous materials on the building, so that adds up to the cost. So. Okay. The other issue with building projects, in, in particular with, with public works or municipal buildings, so you can just go hire a contractor, no problems. Um, for the city to do it, we have to follow the Chapter 149 public procurement law. Um, yep, I'm so aware you, of that. You know, bidders, filed sub-bids, the whole nine yards, and it adds to the administrative cost of the whole project. And the way it was set up, there was sub-bids. We, we actually bid this out with another project, and we had filed sub-bids, and don't hold me to the exact numbers, but um, the roofing itself was a sub-bid. We had a masonry sub-bid, and then we had to have a, a general contractor oversee all it. So the whole thing was like $200,000 to do all this work back then, uh, probably like three, four years ago. The general contractor who was just going to coordinate it really didn't have to do any work on this particular project, came in at like 400000 to oversee it. So I, we rejected the bids. I mean, we, we weren't, we weren't going to spend $400,000 plus, you know, that. It was just, it was just a crazy number. So, and, and we're at the mercy of that, unfortunately. So now we're going to team it rather than just a roof project. It, it's listed separately just to give it, break down the cost, but it's going to be um, with the Mayor Meadow pump station upgrade and the meeting house projects. So we can try to combine that and get it that way. So it's, you know, not really a roof project by itself. It is a roof project, but there's a bigger project involved with it. So um, is there, we couldn't get regional in there. I'm hoping to do that with another school, uh, city building, um, that roof. Um, but just as far as being able to bid this, because these are not occupied buildings all the time, we were able to get away from the 149. If I did have the regional one, it would have to be 149. So we kind of were, were able to bid it um, chapter 30 and get away from some of those those sub bids. So it's crazy. It's complicated, but at the same time, it's like we need to do the right thing to save money. I mean, I would have loved to have the roofs done a couple of years ago, but the cost. So we, our guys actually did work. We put down some roofing. You know, I went and bought, you know, uh, rubber roofing for one of them for 900 bucks. Had our guys put it up there just to keep the water from getting in, you know, just to get us through to this time. And DP, DP was satisfied with that, but we really need to get them done. Like I said, there's concrete work involved. You know, one of the buildings had to have a concrete cut off of it and reinforced and stuff. So there's a bit, there's a bit more to it than that, but. Okay. Um, Palula and Overlook Dam, it says removal or rehabilitation. Yeah, that's the uh, dam that's just below where my office is up at yep. the regional plant. Yeah. Our plan is to remove that dam and get rid of that small pond. So um, it, it's not needed anymore. We don't take any water from it. It's kind of a, um, it's pretty, but it's not, it does have no useful, you know, purpose, so. It's a pretty big liability too, isn't it? What's that? It's a pretty big liability, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It just, you know, it's so small. And if we don't allow, if we don't run water through it, it gets stagnant, and it just there's no turnover there. So, mm. um, we might integrate it with a, this, the level dam above there. They rehabbed the whole dam a number of years ago um, when the plant was built, but the spillway still needs to be redone. We're talking about maybe redoing the spillway down through Falula, that area. Because where the spillway is is just it's a it's a ravine and it's very difficult to it may be simpler just to re redo the spillway, maintain that one, and then just abandon it. So 
but whatever is the most cost effective, basically. Yeah. And get rid of that Falula Dam, you know, for the next 100 years. We'll not have to do any inspections. We don't have to worry about any of that because we spend a lot of money just on inspections. You know, then the state, you know, DCR, Office of Dam Safety requires a phase two inspection. And next thing you know, it gets bigger and bigger. Next thing you know, we're spending 30 or 50 grand on something that. What's a typical get. inspection? Um, these days, about $5,000, depending just on. Just for the base one. Depending on what the background information that we can provide to our contractor to do the inspection consists of. Um, a phase two inspection, like John mentioned, the Office of Dam Safety is requiring that for Falula, Overlook, Scott, um, because of their condition. Those are a little bit more invasive. You have to do borings and subsurface investigation and all that. That's probably more on the order of like a $150,000 effort. Um, so it's a little more, more costly. So if we can get rid of a dam, you know, it doesn't really serve any aesthetic, true aesthetic, you know, it isn't like the, it, you know, the public can go there or use it for any purpose or whatever. Um, yeah. It's like, why not do that and just get rid of that, you know? So, so Overlook, we're thinking about, you know, maybe making that dam smaller, you know, kind of cutting it back, still have a water body there, but, you know, not have what we have there, you know, there now, so. Right. Right. If we lower the spillway crest a certain amount, then it becomes non-jurisdictional underneath the Office of Dam Safety, and we don't have to do the inspections that they require. So it's, in the long run, a, a lower operation and maintenance cost for us. But it still would provide the, the recreational yeah. uses that, that it serves. Yeah, now. we know people would hate to see to lose that up there. I mean, they like the water, but at the same time, if we can... Uh, I think we could actually make it look better, too, because the way it is now that we have to keep it down, you know, six feet, that... You know, aesthetically, it's not enough. We're able to remove, lower the dam and the dike on each end and, you know, kind of get away from having them actually be dams. I think it'd actually uh, make it look a little bit better, you know, rather than having those drop-offs so, and those steep grades around it. So, yeah, I mean, it gets used more now recreationally. But, <clears throat> you know, I always say what's the, you know, most valuable resource, right? It's water. Yeah. And... I think a lot of times we just look at it and say, oh, we don't use it, we don't need it, if there's a cost. But, you know, in the future, it, we might be looking back or, or somebody in the future might look back and say, why did they do that? Yeah. You know, there are a lot of communities that just don't even have water. And I know they're offline, yeah. but, you know, it, it, sometimes I think we get a little short-sighted and, yeah, the water, you know, we're spending those... a lot of money when maybe... We could keep those things in place for another 20 years or so. Yeah, I'm not an expert, but I, the, I just the overlook. It doesn't have any watershed, so it doesn't, you know, have any value for its water supply anymore. Um, Falula, again, it has no watershed besides what. Well, it never there. had watershed. Yeah, it was yeah. fed from Scott. Yeah. Right. Uh, Falula. Yeah. Yeah, from. Lovell. No, I mean overlook. Yeah. Right, it was fed from Scott. Yeah. So, I mean, that was the first dam ever built in the city, or yeah. the first reservoir, you yeah. know? It's like, do we ever look at this kind of some history there, too, and uniqueness? But well, They were actually put in place for uh, pressure reducing. Before they had pressure reducing valves, these lower levels were, they call it compensating reservoirs. So they took the water from a higher elevation. Instead of going through a pressure reducing valve, they let it flow. Yeah, Marshall and, was. And Marshall was too, or whatever. That was kind of overlooked in Marshall, whatever. So, 
you know, those are things we don't we don't necessarily. Well, I know we don't need anymore. So, yeah. but as far as like the watershed, you know, other dams, and that's why we need to spend the money. Stop spending the money on dams that we don't necessarily need. You know, spend the money on the dams that we do need. Like like the Scott Dam, we need that that reservoir. Um, Fitchburg North and South Dams, we need those reservoirs. We need to take care of those things because we need that water supply. You know, even though we don't use them, Scott, we don't use it all the time. We only use it for a month a year, but there could be a year where we have a return drought and we need to use it the whole time and use as much out of there to make sure the city has water. So, but, you know, so we try to take all that stuff into consideration. So, and we know that, you know, recreationally that overlook, you know, people like that area and stuff. So we don't want to see that go away completely. But at the same time, we'd rather get away from all the money that we have to spend on inspections and the risk and liability, but still maintain what's there with some water, so. But. Risk and liability in every body of water, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can go to any reservoir in the city and just jump in, <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm talking about dam failures. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but in. They did have a dam failure once, wasn't there? There was a bunch of fish in that up in downtown Fitchburg many years ago. It was a little tiny pond, a private pond. Yeah. But, you know, I, I look at Overlook. I go up there. It's that dam is, you know, the last time somebody said it had issues, I'm like, well, show me a report. Yeah. It was built in 1874, and it's yeah. 40 feet thick, <laughs> you know, and. Well, it it's probably built better than any dam somebody could build today. Yeah, if you fill it up, though, it does leak all from the bottom where the, the, the thing is. So. Never saw it leak. Yeah, I have. You to show me. <laughs> I've seen it leak. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, thank you. Okay. Yeah. Um, what else we got? Did you want to give us uh, Oak Hill? Okay. Um, next item I have is the Oak Hill replacement project. The tank has been demolished completely. Um, all the concrete removed from the old tank. Um, they have poured some of the bottom of it, and in May they'll be pouring the uh, rest of the bottom, the full um, thickness of the bottom. They're doing all the steel work right now, so that's moving along um, fairly quickly. We anticipate to be complete and back online sometime in July, you know, certainly by the end of July, so um, a couple of months out from that, but um, we're excited about getting that corrected. Um, which is important because we're also the skater project. I didn't put it on here, but the skater project will be going in full force once uh, the Oak Hill tank is back online. We just can't do both at the same time. We need that water, you know, for shutdowns at regional to do um, installation of all the canoe computers and stuff. So, but yeah, it's a pretty impressive project. At some point, I'll, I'll get some pictures and stuff. We've been uh, taking some, but they've also the contractors been taking some aerials and stuff. So um, next meeting, I'll bring some along. So. It's uh, pretty neat. It's like once I got that demolished and how large that hole was in the ground, it, it really didn't look that big when you're looking at it on the surface, just as this the dome there. But once they got it opened up, it's like, boy, this is pretty big, you know? So, um, but yeah, we're excited to get that done. That's the last of the storage tanks. So we've had them all. We inspect the storage tanks, you know, an outside party inspects all those stuff. We also clean them every five years, and they're all in very good shape, even, you know, 20 something years old. Um, some of them have mildew and stains on them, but those are not, you know, anything that causes uh, any issues and stuff. But, um, yeah, they should be good for 100 years at least. So um, Maybe we could do a field them. trip. We'll check uh, out the tank project. Yeah. Let's do that. What's yeah. that? Maybe we could do a field trip. Yeah. You know, yeah. see the project. I'd, lo I'd love to see some of these things. Some <laughs> yeah, the, it's a good idea. I mean, it's, some of the stuff's pretty amazing, so. 
whole Kiltanic project is pretty neat. So that's kind of unique for them too because it's a different way of doing it because of they, you know, it's inside the ledge. They're going to build it inside the ledge where the other one was like part of the ledge mm -hmm. and then filling around it, you know, and it'll be a little bit higher, but it's, uh, it's going to be a nice, you know, everything's going to be redone up there. We're going to have all new fencing, you know, for protection and stuff and uh, everything will uh, be good hopefully for 100 years, so. Um, last item I have is staffing update. We did, uh, with the new rates and the new contract with that union, um, we did advertise all the positions. We're actually doing pretty good. Um, we've hired three new people. We've had eight, we had eight vacancies. Um, we've hired three people. One started this week. Two will start on Monday. And we anticipate another um, three will be offered. Uh, and we, you know, we'll give offers to a three additional. So that would leave us with a couple vacancies. And we have a couple potentials for those as well. So it's all different, um, you know, now that we have rates that are actually competitive with other cities and towns, we're actually getting good applicants. So, you know, and it's people that, you know, may have been traveling a little further. It's like, oh, geez, Fitchburg is a closer ride to me, you know, and some very, we did interview somebody today that was, had a lot of experience, um, and just a closer ride for him. And, uh, you know, he wouldn't have made the move if the money wasn't about the same, you know, as what he, that's what he told us. He said, I wouldn't even consider this, so it wasn't the same, but a yard closer, and, you know, so, um, Happy that uh, we can do that and get fully staffed. So you know, it's tough. The, pro the construction projects require a lot of labor, but we also need to flush hydrants, which we're doing now, and do all those type of maintenance items every year and stuff. Sometimes we don't get a chance to do as much as we'd want just because of the lack of personnel. But hopefully, uh, from here on out, um, now that we, you know, as long as we maintain, you know, competitive rates, that you know we can keep get these people hired and keep them here and you know have to leave and stuff like we have been, you know, being a, a training ground. So. Um, we're, we're all very excited about that. So it's been a tough couple of years with the staff. At one point, we we're down to 50% staff. So um, it, uh, it's tough. So people want their water. Don't blame them. <laughs> so um, that's any questions on any of that? Um, maybe. Questions? Hey, Mark, you're up. <clears throat> well, my first item is the fiscal 24 budget and. Like John said, we're just waiting for the city council to finalize the, the rate increase and to go through there uh, and get it formally adopted. And we're also waiting for the debt service numbers to come back before we can get the final numbers put, punched into the, the budget. Budget's been, cr been created. It's just waiting for the new numbers. Um, on that, we did get new chemical bids. They came back this year, which weren't that bad compared to last year. I mean, last year they went up over 100%. I think there were two chemicals that went up slightly to about 17%, and three of them actually went down. So that was good news. That yeah. is good news. Yeah. Um, it's showing that the market's stabilizing a little. Um, <clears throat> so when, that, when the budget gets done, like John says, we'll send it out. I'll send it out make sure you guys have enough time to review it, and we'll go over some of the changes from last year's budget. Um, weren't too many. There's a project we added in there. That's going to be coming from retained earnings instead of um, an SRF loan. So well, I can give you the details on that next time we meet. Um, the next topic was the Great American Rain Barrel. Once again, it's the rain barrel season. Last year we did 79 rain barrels, and this year it's already been online and being marketed right now, we've been getting inquiries from city residents. Um, this is being offered in conjunction with the wastewater, stormwater, and the Conservation Commission. Um, 
birthdays this Saturday. We're going to have a booth set up, you know, promoting it. And the last day to order the barrels is June 11th with a pickup date on June 24th. How much are they? They're, gonna, they're regularly 89 bucks this year, but we're offering a $40 coupon if you're a city resident. And it's for the first barrel you purchase, and it's for the first 130 was, that we'll sell. So um, we haven't gotten close to the 130 number in a couple of years, but we'll see. And where do you order the barrel? What's that? Where do you order the barrel? It's online. Um, the Great American Rain Barrel Company. Um, I can send you out notices on the exact email address, and it's very, you just click on your community, the state, town, and then it runs you through everything. There's different colors you can opt, you can um, purchase. The $89 with the $40 coupon is for, I think it's just the black color, but there's green and some other gray colors, which I think the green might be more expensive. That's only like 5 or $10 more. So you don't go to the Fitchburg City website. It'll be it's on the wastewater it site is. also. Okay, yeah. good. Just trying to help sure. people understand where and the mayor's been promoting it on his website. It is up on the wastewater website um, that got put up this week. So that's all set. And we'll also have some flyers available for people. Thanks. <clears throat> um, projects. Next big project that we're going to do is CSO 10. That is the one we've been talking about. It's um, <clears throat> the funding has been approved by the state. We sent it to the mayor's office for signing. He signed it on April 12th. We had bids sent out, and we had five bidders, and they were opened on March 29th. Um, and the lowest bidder was J.A. Polito and Sons, uh, who have been doing projects for the city. And it looks like the start date is probably going to be mid-June, um, is a good estimate. But before that happens, we'll send out a lot of public information on when the start. You know, we're going to do uh, mailings, website, DPW alerts, door-to-door -door notices, et cetera. Where is that project? Uh, CSO 10 is at the, um, the junction of River in Maine, right at the Rotary. Yep. And so that whole area up top is going to be addressed. So Mike's area. <laughs> I believe we have to get it done before the state gets in there for the um, the River Street Bridge improvement. And so we're going to get in and out of there and have them go in there. I think it'll be done, is it one construction season we're hoping? Yeah, one one construction one. season for that one, and then yep. phase two of the downtown combined sewer separation project starts, so basically moving east along Main Street. Um, and that'll take two construction seasons. Right, and that's the one that we're really looking, well, I'm really looking forward to because it seems to be a lot of infiltration going down to the treatment plant is just from that area. So I'm dying to see what the flow is going to be. You know, one day eventually we'll, treatment plant flows will match what John's pumping out into the city. <laughs> um, I don't know what you guys are pumping per day, but our flows are up around 12 sometimes because of the yeah, we're excess. only average about four and a half. So anything, so wow. three times as much just in groundwater. Um, so yeah, figure out all that has to be treated just like normal wastewater, chemicals, anything, disinfection, you know, running through the pumps. It's just amazing. So I hope that's a, a big improvement. It'll save us on a lot of areas.
Um, and the last thing I have is staffing update. We've had, um, I think the last time I gave a staffing update might have been February, and we had a lot of vacancies, and since then we've filled a lot of the vacancies. So we had a senior operative down at the treatment plant. We actually promoted somebody from within who passed his exam, and he's online right now. He's going through his probation, you know, a provisional appointment to see if he's um, qualified for it, and he seems to be doing a fantastic job. And once his six months go by, we'll backfill his position. Um, so that, that's a, been a big plus because it's very hard to find senior operators right now. And with that said, we also have another retirement coming up in June, middle, middle to late June. One of our senior operators who's been with the city for 32 years, he's retiring. And so it's going to be hard to replace him. We have job postings out on the uh, wastewater sites, and we haven't gotten any applicants yet. So we're hoping that <laughs> word of mouth goes out there and we can find somebody. We also How many vacancies do you have? Well, right now we only have one due to the operator because we promoted him. His okay. old job is vacant, but we're going to have a senior operator vacant come June. So in the next fiscal year, it's going to be vacant. And it's one of, the one of the positions that has to be filled, and so it's overtime. And so a lot of senior operators like it to a point, and then it gets old, <laughs> like anything. So um, we're hoping that we can get some another promotion from within if we can get someone tested and passed. We'll see. We also hired an equipment repairman on the maintenance side um, and also a system mechanic on the maintenance side. And that totally fills the maintenance slots down the wastewater treatment plant. And so there's just one vacancy down there because of the operator. And on the suicide, we had a vacancy for the working foreman. We interviewed him. We sent the recommendation over to the HR. I believe he has accepted the job. We're just waiting for the finalization of all the paperwork. And so that will possibly start this coming Monday, and then we can go about, you know, filling his old job. So that's what I have. Thank you. Any questions? <clears throat> okay, any other business? Okay, no other business. The next meeting is 5 p.m. Wednesday, May 17th here. Uh, and if there's no other business, I'll entertain a motion to adjourn. I'll make that motion. Second. We are adjourned. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good Thank night. You.